A visit to Decatur Prison starts like most prison visits, rushing through metal detectors and pat-downs. But after navigating a series of beige hallways, you're on the E-Wing, the prison nursery. The room is filled with women in blue uniforms, their inmate numbers dangling from their chest and babies in their arms. The newest arrival is Casey. She's 20 years old and holds her pregnant belly while she speaks. I am 33 weeks, so eight months and a week. Um, it's my first child, and I'm having it here in prison. Casey has long blonde hair, pale skin, and heavy eyeliner. Seven months ago, while home on bond, she missed her period, so her best friend picked up a pregnancy test. And I didn't want to look at it at first because I was, I was scared. I, d- I wasn't screaming or anything. She was like, she grabbed my hands and was jumping up and down, and I was just like, I don't know really how I felt at first. I was just kind of stunned about it. The father was already incarcerated, and Casey would be going to prison in just a few weeks for possession with intent to sell. She had no idea what to do. If she gave birth inside her traditional prison, she could be separated from her child just hours after giving birth. If a family member wasn't available to take the child, then the baby would go to foster care. Under the Adoption and Safe Families Act, Casey could lose her parental rights in a year and a half, maybe never seeing her child again. The prison nursery provides an alternative to all that. But for Casey, the choice between letting go of her baby or bringing her baby behind bars was a hard one. I kind of felt selfish at first for being in this program. And I mean, I'm not going to be able to cook her like home-cooked meals when she starts eating and stuff like that. It's hard. It's hard because of where I'm at. And, you know, when I got in trouble, I wasn't really thinking about my future. And then I got pregnant when I was out on bond. So, I mean, it's I didn't do this to punish her. I, I just have her best interest at heart. The combination of a prison and a nursery felt strange to Casey at first. Everything seemed mismatched. Heavy metal doors slammed shut over the sounds of cartoons on the television. On one wall, a mural of cartoon ducks, Huey, Dewey, and Louie, had been labeled with the names of prison staff. One of them is the warden, Susan Creek. It's very strange for me to open a door in the morning and go into my office and there to be babies there. The warden herself even embodies this strange clash of worlds. She has tough tan skin and seems in charge of whatever room she walks into. But whenever she passes a baby in the hallway, she gets this goofy grin. I spent almost 18 years working in the men's division. (laughs) I'm not sure I can even explain how different that feels. Um, For the first few months, I really had to stop and tell myself, oh, okay, you you still work for the Department of Corrections. You are still inside the prison, but there's a baby there. What do you say to the people who say, gosh, you're hurting these babies, but you're keeping a baby in prison? It's awful. What's your response to those folks? The only thing that a newborn baby... I think is very aware of or concerned about is whether they're being cared for and loved. And there is no doubt they're getting all of that. Do you know how much mommy loves you? A few weeks after our first interview, Casey went into an early labor and gave birth to a baby girl. Oh, her name's Kimora. It's a strong name and she's a strong baby. She's got big, big eyes and she's got the perfect little nose. That's my family's nose, my side, my mom's. She, take, she looks just like me. She's got her dad's feet. I despise his feet, but she got them. <laughs> you see? <laughs> but other than that, she's perfect. Baby Kimora's father, the one with the ugly feet, is also incarcerated. So Casey isn't allowed to communicate with him, even by mail 
even about things like the birth. It's supposed to be in the newspaper today where I'm from. So hopefully he'll get those in the next couple of days and he'll know. But I wasn't able to tell myself, which sucked because she's nine days old. So, you know, and he doesn't have any idea that she's born and she's beautiful. Since giving birth, Casey spends three hours a day in drug treatment and classes, and the rest taking care of her baby. If we breast milk, we store it in here, which is with my roommates. She's a milk machine. Today, Casey is feeding her baby. And for the most part, it seems pretty normal. But there's a constant reminder that she's inside a prison, and her choices aren't entirely her own. We have to ask the, the CO, the officer that's on duty, for the formula, so... It's a, it's a little process here. Every time I go to feed her, uh, we got to write down how many ounces we give her, what time we fed her. With breastfeeding, we got to do it too. Like, we just come out here, we'll write down how, how long she was, we fed her on each breast, and then they'll sign it. Casey says having the prison bureaucracy involved in every little aspect of motherhood can get overwhelming. But she's been surprised at the benefits of raising a baby around other women. Like the first couple of days when I was breastfeeding or whatever, like I was completely drained. And they were like, we're taking the baby for a couple of hours and you need to go rest and stuff. If I was at home right now, you know, I'd probably live by myself. I think I'd be a, <laughs> just a wreck at home, like, you know, wondering if I'm doing everything right and changing her diaper right, everything. Like, do I wash her hair yet? I mean... It's just a completely foreign thing to you if you haven't been around it. The other women teach Casey not only how to be a mom, but specifically how to be a prison mom. Remember how Casey was worried that there wouldn't be any home cooking around Kimura? Well, using Commissary, a small store where inmates can buy hygiene products and snacks, the other women have taught her how to make special recipes. The women on the E-Wing say that mashed-up sour cream and onion chips with water taste exactly like a baked potato from the real world. But Casey's favorite is the birthday cake another woman makes using a long list of commissary ingredients. The little chocolate cupcakes with the little white squigglies on it. Two Snickers, two Reese's, two Milky Way, and two Hershey bars. And somehow, I don't know how she made it, but it tastes like a cake and a really good cake at that. Everyone shares food for special events. There's a sense of community. Exactly the sort of thing that could have helped these women on the outside. For instance, a few months after Kimura is born, Casey has gallbladder surgery, and all the other women gather together to take care of Kimura. Casey's still sore when she gets back, so one of the women is helping her change Kimura's clothes. That's fine. I think she's about to start pooping. She might be. The woman helping Casey is named AJ. She's part of a separate program on the prison's E-Wing, the reunification program. These mothers didn't give birth here. Instead, they have older children who don't live inside the prison, but can come and visit their mothers in their rooms. AJ says she's loved watching Casey become a mom. She's a first-time mom, so she asks a lot of questions, and they're cute, but I like to give her advice. And, you know, I have had two kids, and so I do know a little something. Women in the reunification unit, like AJ, watch the nursery babies while their mothers are in drug treatment. AJ says being trusted with another woman's baby even though you're in prison, is a big honor. It's changed the way she thinks of herself. Helping Casey out has made AJ feel smart and useful for the first time in a long while. When AJ's 12-year-old son Cole comes to visit, Casey returns the favor of lending a hand. We're getting ready to make this birdhouse, and he's going to take it home for his grandma. Even though they aren't actually related, Casey and Cole act like siblings. 
I couldn't interview Cole because his mother AJ doesn't have the parental rights to grant me permission. But he nods his head in agreement while his mother AJ tells me about him. What do you think it means for him not just seeing you in the visiting room, but getting to see where you live? He loves it. He loves all the girls. Do lots of girls on the unit give him advice and stuff? (laughs) They try. He says that he's not the dateable type. And the girls are like, you are so handsome, and you're going to have so many girlfriends. And he just is like, no, no, I'm the matchmaker. Sometimes when Cole comes to the E-Wing, especially on Saturdays, he gets to meet the children of other women in the program. He's got their phone numbers. They email each other back and forth, and yeah, he's become close with them. So in some sense, he's also gained a community of being here by having folks who are going through similar processes as him, yeah? Yes. Yep. And he gets sad when he sees him go. Yeah. Do you uh, do you think that your family is going to stay in contact with some of the folks from here when you leave? We're not allowed to speak to um, people on parole. So instead of me speaking to them and getting in trouble, I just have them speak to my mom once in a while and let them know the babies are okay, they're doing good. And plus, they call back to Miss Creek a lot. I don't. I mean, some people call within the first couple of days, like, and oh, we miss you and and uh, let us know what they're doing, going to college, got a job. Do you think that would ever happen in a normal prison, is that they'd call back the warden and be like... Never. I would never call back a normal prison, but I will definitely call the E-Wing. As much as AJ loves the E-Wing, she recognizes there's a risk in becoming comfortable here. I was wondering when they call somebody institutionalized, what that meant. And I was wondering if maybe that meant me, because... I don't know, just the routine I have, that what I do every day, doesn't bother me. Just, this is my home now. Do you think it's changed you in a fundamental way that you'll have to work at getting out of that mindset when you leave? I think so. And when I get home, I think it's going to be overwhelming. And this is where criticism of prison nurseries comes in from two pretty different perspectives. Prison reform advocates say that most of these women are not a threat to society and would be much healthier and less institutionalized, serving their time on the outside in drug treatment programs that accommodate families. Then there's the tough-on-crime crowd. They argue that these women committed crimes, made big mistakes. So it's not fair that women like AJ get to feel so comfortable when they're supposed to be paying their debt. I ran this argument by the warden, Susan Creek. It's not so much that we're trying to pamper them or spoil them. We're trying to increase their chances of going out and being a productive member of society and and being able to raise their child. And what are the return rates to prison like for these women? Um, To date, in our program, the ladies that have actually had their babies here in the program, none of them have been reincarcerated. Not a single person, not one, has come back to prison. Compare that with national recidivism rates for women's prisons, around 50%. Creek is cautious not to draw too big of a conclusion from these numbers, because the prison nursery has only been around for three years. But she does think that these recidivism rates are low, because these women form a bond with their child, so when they leave prison, they have real motivation to stay on track. It could also have something to do with the way that the women in the nursery program are treated by the guards and each other, On my last visit to the nursery wing, they were dealing with a conflict between some women on the unit. The guards keep me downstairs in the visiting room with AJ, while everyone else has a meeting. Do you think drama here gets dealt with differently than drama on a regular unit would get dealt with? Yeah, definitely. They don't have meetings on other units. Most officers will let you argue and just wait for you to start fighting so that they can throw your butt and say, but 
here. You get they get a hint of somebody being upset. They want to know what's going on, and they want everybody to talk calm and sit in their circle, and so it gets dealt with way differently. AJ says it's not just like that with fights. In general, the guards treat everyone better on the nursery wing. They're kinder, ask more questions, and make sure the women are doing all the education programs they can do. When I ask one of the guards if she acts different on the nursery wing, she tells me, of course, everyone is different around a baby. It's just natural. It creates hope and serves as a reminder of the future, which can be pretty rare in prison. Eventually, the group meeting upstairs ends, and the conflict is resolved. A guard lets me up on the wing to visit Casey and Kimora. See how she does that with her mouth? Like she's looking for the breasts. Casey is holding Kimora in her arms. And even when she talks to me, she's still looking at her baby. Being here with her, I understand a bit about what AJ and the guard meant. When you see a woman with her baby, you can tell that she's needed. You just can't miss it. It's a reminder that most people behind bars will return back into our communities and families. And whether or not they're able to live up to it, most of them will be needed by someone, a child, a parent, a neighbor. It gives a sense of urgency to the question, how will we return them to the world? Kamora furrows her brow. She looks like an old woman the way babies can. Casey places her hand gently on Kamora's head. I couldn't even imagine, you know, the women that are pregnant and have to send their baby home, but I'm happy that she's here with me and I'm in this program because it really is a blessing. Like, I don't, I can't even explain it any other way that it's just a blessing to be able to have your baby with you. And it gives you, like, a whole new outlook on life. So <laughs> I'm just going through a lot of changes. Last month, Casey led a group of women in her class in a song as they sent off another woman to go home. Someday, not too far away, Casey will go home too. For Making Contact, I'm Shannon Heffernan in Decatur, Illinois.